Hello and welcome to Exocast, the podcast that takes you far beyond our solar system to explore distant extrasolar worlds. We have been on a break for a little bit, but you are joined by myself, Hannah Wakeford, Hugh Osborne, and Andrew Rushby. This week, we are really excited to introduce ExoCup 2020. That's right, the premier exoplanet competition knockout smackdown of the planets has returned again. It's the only one. It's the only one you need to care about if there's any others out there. They're no good. Come to the Exo Cup. So what we're going to do today is we are going to introduce the players in the game and we are going to seed them into their pairings for the first round. So as always, Hugh is going to run his Python script to randomly generate those numbers that we need to put our planets head to head. So where are we starting? I'll explain a little bit what we did to, to to get these twenty-four, no, thirty-two planets. In fact, this this year. So, um, so as as with last year, what I did is I scraped through all of the literature of uh, all of astronomy for all publications for the last year, and I looked for the uh, how many times each planet that we know of was mentioned, and I used that to figure out which um, which planets we should talk about because obviously the most important, the most well-known planets will be the ones that get most. Uh, attention in the astronomical literature so i am um, so after scraping through 4000 planets in uh, in the ads archive i have the list of 24 of the uh, the most mentioned planets and those will go into the pots 1 2 and 3 in order of you know the the highest uh, ranked to the lowest ranked in terms of citations and then we have this special group of eight extra planets that we wanted to throw in there uh, which are the wild cards because uh, you know sometimes not everything that has been interesting in the last year has been mentioned. Maybe maybe there's planets that have been discovered recently that we wanted to put in. Um, so so we had a little talk and we put in eight planets which kind of complemented the uh, the array of of, the, of 24 planets that came from uh, from the literature. So that's where we ended up with 32. So um, in the first pot in pot one, so the most mentioned eight planets are HD 209458b, um, the famous first transiting planet, um, HD 189733b, 50, 51 PEG, so the first ever detected planet, uh, WASP-12, GJ436b, GJ1214b, two uh, super-Earths around, um, or Neptunes around M-type stars there, Proxima Centauri b, so another, um, uh, another M-dwarf, closest star with a with a earth mass planet and hr 8799b which we put into the pot one based on its victory in 2019 um in the previous exo cup um so so i don't which would do you are you surprised that those eight are the most mentioned planets of this last year i'm really not <laughs> to be no, honest me neither 51 peg remains up there after how many years in the right in the, in the upper echelons of exoplanet research? I think it's just like an introduction thing, right? You introduce, hey, 51 pegs, the first hot Jupiter. I, but, you know, yeah, I'm not, it hasn't done it that well that, in yeah. ExoCup in the past. Uh, a third place in not, 2018, no. its best showing so far. Um, 
yeah, I don't think that those are surprising. I mean, yeah, it's a very hot Jupiter heavy pot one. Um, all of the first oh, four, God. effectively, are hot Jupiters. Uh, which yeah. is to be expected, given those are the planets we have most and knowledge got, and information uh, about. Then we've got uh, Neptune and uh, mini-Neptune, and then a terrestrial-like world, and then a giant Jupiter. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah. It's a good spread. Yeah. Lots of firsts in there as well. First Neptune-sized planet, first exoplanet discovered orbiting sun-like star, arguably first exoplanet transiting discovered. So, yeah, uh, a group Closest of Closest exoplanet? yes. Of course. Yeah. So, so I guess right. that's not a first. Who's in our pot um, two? Yeah, what's the result? Pot two is is starts with 55 Cancri E, which is a super-Earth in a five-planet system, scraping its star and transiting for, to boot. Um, then there's WASP-121b and KELT-9b, two giant hot Jupiters. Uh, then B to pick B, so the directly imaged nearby young... Uh, Super Jupiter, I guess. Uh, Wasp-43b, another hot Jupiter. Trappist-1, and we'll come back to Trappist-1, because uh, that's going to be interesting. Uh, and Wasp-33 and 18b. So two two more hot Jupiters for so part that's two. That's even so more filled with hot Jupiters, apart from 55 well, Cancri and Trappist. I mean, I partly blame you, Hannah. You're publishing two papers <laughs> about these things. I have not touched anything. I don't know what you're talking about. Those, there's some really fun ones in there. Remember, we've got Kelt Nine, which uh, won in yeah. 2018. Is that right? Yes, it did. Yeah. And then, uh, um, and the the direct imaging were really popular last year. Yeah, I mean, Beta Pick B's got a little sibling now, Beta Pick C, which was recently right. imaged itself. So I think that system could go further this year than it did last year. Well, it came third, yeah. so it did quite well. Made it all the way to yeah. third place playoffs. So maybe the new sibling uh, might might boost that a little further. Exciting group. So, Hugh, you said something strange is happening with Trappist. Tell us what's happening with our Trappist 1. Well, I mean, in in our in our guidelines for the Exo Cup, there's an asterisk which says we won't include more than one planet from the same system, and Trappist One had more than one planet in in the uh, the most mentioned planets. So we're going to have to do a little playoff to figure out which Trappist One world will go in. Seems fine. So we'll um, install a pitch on Trappist One D and have all of the planets come in and and fight, and we'll see which which one is chosen by the community to go into Pot Two and, and fight against the other. The other planets. Recalling, of course, Fair that enough. it was uh, it was Trappist One B that made it last time as as a representative, and it did feel very much like a representative. It wasn't like we were voting for Trappist One B occasionally. It was like it seemed like the system. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I don't know. Will this be a cheerleader for the system, or will it be the individual planet that is considered to be the creme de la creme of the Trappist system? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I'll be interested to know how that playoff goes. We're going to set it off this week, yeah. so. Um, I think the most habitable ones will go through. So the the I think G is in the habitable zone. No, um, I think probably it's E and F. E and F. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But probably She's those have an edge just because they'll be most Earth-like. Yeah. yeah. That, that does tend to yeah. you know bring people in. It's it's exciting to think of them as being <laughs> somewhat Earth-like. But yeah, you know, not everyone agrees on on which are the habitable planets in that system. Models disagree on it, right? Exactly. So again, I think we'll see some. Some precursor debates for the rest of, of Exo Cup this year. Uh, and B's pretty popular with people still. Yeah, definitely. It's the earliest one found. It's been, uh, you know, had it had it had longer run at um, you know, the science, I guess. Everyone likes something oh. that you can get measurements of, and it's definitely easier yeah. to get some emission measurements of it. Yeah. So we'll see. Let the people okay, on decide. To part three. 
Okay. Um, so in pot three, we have uh, GJ3470B, so an, a Neptune, transiting Neptune around an M-Dwarf. Uh, PDS70B, another direct imaging, directly imaged world. Uh, and then WASPs19 and 103B, so two more uh, hot Jupiters. Then we have two hat planets, so the first hat planets, uh, hat P11 and hat B7B. Um, and then LHS1140B, which is this transiting uh, small world around an M-Dwarf. Once again, and then for the boot, another um, directly imaged world, fifty-one Eridani B, um, which was found with with GPI and Sphere a few years ago. So that's that's kind of uh, a colder Jupiter um, than has been found with directly direct imaging before. So that could uh, we know how well the direct imaging planets do, so that could do quite well. Yeah, and fifty-one Eri is the one with the really nice methane feature that's been detected in its atmosphere. So it's got some really really cool stuff that we know about some of these these worlds so i think the direct images are really going to have a fight we'll see we'll see if any of them come up against each other i mean there is always a chance right yeah because in i remember last year we had three direct direct images planets in the same group and that could happen um based on how we pull these names out of the hat but uh pds70b and 51 b are in the same pot so those can't be against each other so one of those will get through i imagine and that should be an interesting see. rundown, considering PDS70B has done very well in the last two years, becoming runner-up in 2018 and runner-up last year. So um, will this be its year to finally break that curse or continue the streak, depending on how you see it? And onto the wildcards, so the, the extra planets that we put in based on uh, how interesting they've been over the last year and, and, and you know various criteria. Um, so AUMIC-B, so this recently discovered test planet around a young star, young M-dwarf, um, which also has a directly imaged disk. So I'm, I'm kind of uh, pumping for AUMIC. Um, HD80606B, which is kind of a, a cometary planet in some ways. It's one of the most eccentric planets known uh, that also happens to transit. K218B, which famously had a detection of water vapor in its atmosphere, uh, a couple of years ago. Kepler-1625b, which is the exomoon candidate hosting system. Um, Kepler-69c, which is a Venus-like um, terrestrial planet, slightly hotter than than the Earth uh, around Kepler-69. Um, Ogle-2016-BLG-1928b, which is a representative microlensing planet, which in this case is quite interesting because it's a free-floating Earth-sized planet uh, that was found by uh, the Ogle survey. And then a pulsar planet, PSR 1257 plus 12b, which is, you know, in there for potentially the first detected exoplanet, depending on how your definition is. And then uh, WD 1856b, which is a newly detected planet around a white dwarf that Tess found this this year. Um, so which which do you think of those wildcards would uh, get through? It's tricky because I thought, you know, the, the exo moon candidate last year would do quite well. Um, but I wonder if, if people maybe saw through the hype. And, uh, and and actually didn't uh, didn't reward it with uh, with the attention that I thought it might receive. This is going to be a, the, I think the the most maybe controversial of the groups because there's quite a, a lot of interesting candidates yeah. uh, in here. So I was rooting for 69C. That was my choice for the wild cards. The reason being is that it's as you said a, a super Venus, right? Which I thought was kind of relevant uh, given recent discoveries from our neighbouring planet. Um, so I thought we'd throw in a Venus representative uh, here. Um, so th- that one has my vote in, in this group anyway not sure which one gets my vote you know the white dwarf one's really interesting uh, obviously not k218b 
Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I think I'm going to go with White Dwarf or Pulsar Planet. I'm going for the Dead Stars. Yeah. <laughs> Very 2020, Hannah. <laughs> Very 2020. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it, everyone. Yeah. Okay, I think it's time that we pair these crazy cats up and see who they're going to fight. Okay, so group one, or group zero, because I'm doing this in Python, but we'll call it group one, is, ooh, okay, Proximus NB, out of the first pot, um, Wasp 33B, Pedia 70B, and Kepler 1625B. So, um, Two of the those go planet. forward from that, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm the, thinking... The Exomoon candidate could go out here. I, I, I think so. I think it's PDS70 and Proxima that go through here. Yeah, I think those two will have the most support, but you never know, right? I do never know. I'm always wrong. I'm famously yeah, wrong me on too. almost everything. Okay, so let's go for um, group number two. HD1189, 55 Cancri E, Wasp103, and WD1856B. There it is, the White Dwarf. Oh, that's, quite, that's the White Dwarf, yeah. I think it's got a shot in that group. Yeah, I mean, I like the look of 55 Cancri E, that, you know, Earth, Earth-sized... Super Earth-sized, it's a lava world planet. Everyone likes the hot ones, it seems. Yeah, let's not f- forget about the horizontal glass rain uh, on seven three three B, which always tends to make p- people pretty excited about voting for that planet. It's a pretty crazy <laughs> phenomenon to think about. Um, I believe it's also a blue planet, right? Like they've measured. It is. The... It's a beautiful azul color. Oh, nice. Mm. Well. That could that could get it through. I, I like it. We've got huge amounts of information for this hot Jupiter. It's the it's the token hot Jupiter. It's a really cool one to study as well. So I think it's got a good shot. It also, is, for some reason, the horizontal rain of glass makes me think of whales every time. I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, the horizontal rail rain bit, yes, but the glass, <laughs> I don't know. No offense to any listeners in in, in Wales currently. <laughs> it's okay. I love Wales. Beautiful part of the world. Oh, it really is. Okay. Okay, on to group three. We have 51 Peg, Kelp 9B, Hat P11, and HD8006 HD B. Yeah, the eccentric so that's, planet. That's, that's, a, that's a hot Jupiter group, except for <laughs> maybe technically HD80606 B, which is a hot Jupiter for about five days on its 100 day orbit. <laughs> and then it- As our card says, wild seasons. That's true. Wild. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because of its eccentricity, it's going to be in and out of that um, incredibly hot hot zone to the cold zone. It'd be a really interesting candidate. I think all of those planets have had some sort of uh, transmission spectroscopy measurement peg. as well. So, no, not well, fifty-one peg. Not fifty-one peg, but it has been uh, has had its atmosphere measured indirectly, right? I think Kelp Nine's got got it. I think people yeah. really loved that planet. Uh, it's fascinating. So, hmm. Yeah, well, winner 2018. That's got to have some pedigree. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It really seems to depend on who's on Twitter that year. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> it just shows the power of social media, especially in yeah. this competition. <laughs> okay, group four. We've got Wasp12B, Beta Pick b Hat P7B, and K218B. Interesting. Right, so another group where we have atmospheric measurements for a lot of those. Yeah. Um, but very different planets, obviously. Beta pick incredibly different planets there. Yeah. Do you think that like the polyemic nature of K two eighteen B will will give it more votes or make it more <laughs> difficult actually to get out? Of that? It depends on who's voting. I think it's <laughs> I think it's similar to what we saw with the Exomoon planet. Yeah. I think it 
you know, because hype sometimes is, it doesn't work for this competition. Sometimes. Yeah, it can work against you. As we saw I think we also year. have to admit that this competition tends to be um, exoplanet scientists voting, as well as the, the general public, but those can sway the vote, right? That's true. And exoplanet <laughs> scientists tend to be averse to hype, so... Uh, we need in some cases as many people voting as possible in this competition. <laughs> Definitely, no, no. I mean, I wouldn't want to exclude anyone. Definitely, um, as many people. Okay, group five. <laughs> What's next? We've got GJ twelve fourteen B, Wasp one twenty one B, GJ three four seventy B, and Ogle nineteen twenty eight B. Which, uh, yeah, I yeah, like thirty four seventy in here. Well, I, against 1214B, though, I mean, the, the other... But it's M-Dwarf. so interesting. It's losing its atmosphere, and we've got measurements of that. It's a Neptune on its way through that desert, getting ready to get rid of its atmosphere. It's It really is a kind of token for this process mm. that we thought might be existing, and it actually is existing. We can see it right there. So I really think that hopefully that one has legs. And I mean, seven billion years ago, right? And it would have been a, a different sized planet. It might be even be a different class yeah. of planet. So you're getting kind of two planets for the price of one here, depending on <laughs> at which stage in its life you want to look at it. So, but that, I mean, that's also going to be true for our microlensing Ogle planet there, true. because at some point it was around a star, you that's know, true. and it, now it definitely isn't. So, uh, that's um, I think that I think the the, the free floating planet there could could do a job against these uh, these transiting ones. You know, oh, I think you're going to have to push the facts on that one, Hugh. <laughs> Well, everyone, everyone can push the facts on their, on their chosen uh, planet. Okay, group six. HD two and nine four five eight B, Wasp forty three B, Wasp nineteen B, and the Pulsar planet PSR twelve fifty seven plus twelve B. So, hmm. I mean, I'm really not sure about this one. I like the Pulsar planet. Yeah, same. I mean, I, I, you can't you can't really look past HD two hundred nine to get through, but as a pioneer, it's yeah. almost it's almost too old. You know, it's been there. It's <laughs> been around for a while. It's not really interesting anymore. It's been there. It's done that. Exactly. <laughs> right. Who's next? Right in in the penultimate group, we've got GJ four three six B, Trappist ones decided planet we'll have to find out who's who goes in lhs 1140b and kepler 69c Ooh, this is this is tough because we've had a lot of groups with hot jupiters and this group is is not this is a small planet yeah, group these are isn't small it? aren't they as i said i'm two of these i'm rooting for go Venus, out, so. um, but this is this is going to be a tricky group i wouldn't want to put money down on this one no i mean the trappist one you think seven planet system what probably the most well-known exoplanet system I'd say that's going to go through group leader, but we'll have to wait and see what the people want. And the final group, should we do it? Do it. Well, the process of elimination means we can work it out. Um, But (laughs) for convenience, oh, oh no, this is tough. HR eight seven nine nine B, directly image world. Wasp eighteen B, fifty one Eridani B, another directly image world, and AU Mick B, which is has direct imaging even if it's not of the planet. Oh wow. So we're going to have some some you know strongly worded emails from <laughs> from the direct imaging community about how mean we've been putting these three yeah. planets together. Last but, um, year's winner, let's not forget that. Uh, yeah, eight seven nine nine. Yeah. 
Huh, this is a tough, tough group. I mean, what's what's my team B is going out here? Oh yeah, that's going out. That's, that's, <laughs> there's no need to to discuss that right now, unless something happens that will surprise us, and we're fine with that. Surprise us, but uh, HR eight seven nine nine's got to be going through, and then it's a toss up between fifty one Airy and AU Mick. AU Mick. Yeah, I mean, the, given that there's actually you know there's quite a big transit community, and often in these in these groups, the transit community gets split between the transiting planets. Here, there's only two, so they, there could be a transiting planet, you know, going through just on basis of uh, you know group dynamics. Unfortunately, uh, for the Exo Cup um, and the Exo Cup fans, transiting exoplanets make up seventy one percent of all of the planets that have been discovered exactly. outside of our solar system. So they will definitely have an edge on here. Okay, so we've got our we've got our group. So that's that's marking the first eight poles that we're going to do, and from each of those poles, two of those worlds will make it through to the next round. Technically, I guess we have one pole before that, and that's to decide which Trappist planet goes through. As a little <laughs> a little taster, little uh, little little feeler for this year's Exo Cup. We felt like we couldn't make that decision for you. That was your decision to make. Or that we didn't want the responsibility of having made that decision. <laughs> so we'll give it to the <laughs> community to it. do it instead. <laughs> a little exhibition match yes, before exactly. the, the tournament kicks off. Yeah, yeah, I think that will work. Right, so Andrew, when is this competition running from? Well, Hannah, we're going to have some some playoffs, as I mentioned, for Trappist 1 probably this week, October 29th, if you're listening to this um at any t- stage in the future that might have already happened but the exocalp itself will be starting on the 5th of november and running in the group stages until the 13th uh the round of 16th will then run from the 16th until the 24th um then we have thanksgiving uh which which is an american uh, holiday of course but it does tend to to spread its festivities across the world and result in a little bit of a disruption so we're gonna maybe have a slight break there and pick things up on the 29th to the third for our quarterfinals there's four quarterfinals obviously the semi-finals uh, both of those will happen on the third and fourth of december and then the final and the third place uh, showdown will take place uh, on the 7th and 8th of december um, so that's going to be the schedule make note of it of course we will we will tweet that out um, but things start getting exciting from the fifth I'm excited already and terrified. <laughs> Apprehensive, I believe, is the co- that combination of of feelings. Right, that's that's a, <laughs> yeah. that's a good word. Yeah. yeah, apprehensive about how this will go. Um, I think the, the the drawings were were super exciting, and if anyone, um, you couldn't have written it, as they say, right? Thanks to Hughes' <laughs> uh, random number generator, I think we're we're set for some drama, some spicy drama. Indeed. Hopefully not. Hopefully, more dramatic than the U.S. election, right? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully a little bit, bit more fun for people than yes. uh, dealing with that. So get out your exoplanet facts and share them with the world. Because that's all we want here at ExoCup and ExoCast. We're all about those planets. Yeah, I hope this is a good opportunity to uh, to spread some exoplanet joy to, uh, to Twitter for a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's all for this uh, short ExoCup-related episode. Um, hopefully you can join us throughout the vote to, uh, to decide the world's favourite exoplanets. Um, but until our next episode, which will probably be in December or the new year, um, goodbye for now. Bye. Bye-bye. ExoCast. I have... 
Exoplanets. This podcast was brought to you by the Exocast team. Hannah Wakeford is a lecturer in astrophysics at the University of Bristol in the UK. Hugh Osborne is the Tess Chaops Fellow at MIT and the University of Bern. And Andrew Rushby is a postdoctoral fellow in astronomy at the University of California, Irvine. Music was courtesy of Poddington Bear. You can find more information on exocast.org.